Mm. So like Peach, power sexy though? Sex. Do you guys want power sex scenes? All the whole universe for oh they go Kanan, in ghosts. They go in on sex scenes. And you know what though? I'm it's, like I, I don't I, see I, a tape. I don't. See I'll a say this down. though. I'll say this. I'll say this. And I'm saying this as a man. The power sex scenes are very misogynist. Mm. Okay, explain. explain that. The women are always being seen completely. They don't really show the man. And I'm not saying because I want to see the well, man. I want to see a man on camera. I'm just saying, though, like, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> as an actor when I can tell they're taking advantage of them. Because sometimes it's like gratuitous. Like, why are we doing this sex scene right here? Like, Power does a lot of gratuitous sex scenes for no reason. Hey, family, welcome back to another episode of Nice Watch. I am your co-host, Ernestine Morrison. And I am the other guy, Karan Joseph Riley. Where we talk about all things TV and film. What is a nice watch? Is this a show that's worth watching or is it a show that's kind of going to waste your time? Ron Joseph Riley. What up, though? What's up? Yeah, you getting to it. How you doing today? Man, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great today. You see this pink? Yes, it's popping hot. It's I'm popping, popping in this popping pink, today. right? I see yeah. you. I see you. You see, my, yeah, you see me and my Jay-Z blue. I'm, I see you. I see you repping the D. <laughs> He's right. Always. So listen, what was on your watch list this week? I got a bunch of stuff that I kind of watched this week. Oh, man. Well, you know, we, we talked about Hijack. We, while Hijack was on there, check that out as well as you. Um, Elba, Hijack. I'll tease something for maybe another another episode down the road. Uh, I've stumbled on this show called Wilderness. Crazy show. Okay, what's um, that on? What is that on Netflix? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. From Amazon TV, so okay, I need to put that on my watch yeah, list. Yeah, put that on your watch list. You, 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 you'll, you'll be on it. It's, 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 it's a movie about relationships and, and and marriage and all the things that can go wrong. Okay, I also watched the Country Wayne special. Shout out to Country yes, Wayne who I went number one on Netflix. Yeah, launched his special, um, A Woman's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Went number one. My husband and I watched that this week. Still currently number two, hanging on tough yep. for a whole week too, and that's going on the second week. So number yeah. two, the second week, which is still strong, and 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 kudos to Wayne, and kudos to everything you're doing, King. Proud of you. Keep peddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's get into hijack. Yeah. Let's talk about some of the elements that make a nice watch. Okay, let's talk so about it. So we always talk about cinematography, of course, okay. the shots, the directing, the act. Acting is always number one for me because I'm an actor. It's always going to be number one for me. Mm -hmm. This um, project is starring Idris Elba, who we all know is a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But what was really cool about this project was we're used to seeing him use his American voice, mm -hmm. but he was in um, his natural uh, British accent, yep. London accent. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is like a different side. Right. Um, so Hijacked is basically about a flight that was hijacked. The plane was over overtook by a few people. Mm -hmm. But I will say, it was a nice watch. It was a nice watch, but... Some episode, it's kind of hard to keep someone's attention when most of the show takes place in one location. And the whole, it's a miniseries, the six episodes took place predominantly on the plane. Mm. So I was kind of like, give me something else. In the first three episodes, I didn't understand why the plane was being hijacked. So it kind of took me out a little bit. Did you watch it? Oh, you know I watched it. Um, for me, <clears throat> again, I personally feel it was a nice watch. Um I was again. I'm a fan of Idris, and I'm a fan of his work. What do you think about the 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 British his his native accent? He's, you know, I, I read somewhere, and, I, and and he's been doing that a lot in a lot of his recent projects. This wasn't the only one. Of course, you know his Luther project is, is oh, one yes. of his big his big tempos. That's kind of his thing. That's always been in his London accent. His, his basically his natural his natural accent. Um, even um, the big the big uh, the, the 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 Marvel stuff. He he was in his accent in Marvel. When he played the God. I'm going to be honest. I don't really watch a whole lot of Marvel stuff. 
Well, I mean, you, I mean, you got to watch everything though if you're gonna be into this world of, <laughs> of film. I do watch uh, Marvel. Just I don't know. I watch some Marvel stuff, but I'm not. You know, I mean, I love drama and like I'm a yeah, I'm they, good they, for a good old southern it. movie. Oh, you know, it. I love me a little slave film. Yeah, I, see, I don't <laughs> see, and me, I'm not I'm not the big slave film guy. Like, but I watch I watched uh, uh, Emancipation with Will Smith. I watched it. I watched that movie and. And and sat there and had to go ground myself outside and take a bath and all those things yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I I watch it all, EJ, just because there's so many different things and so many different skill sets as an actor that you got to be able to do in different genres. Like the drama, you know, we dialed in for that kind of stuff. We, we're cool with being intimate. We're cool with being open and yeah. honest on camera. But then you got, if you really study in the game, you got to be able to see that. A lot of those guys in Marvel, they got to act against green screen. Yeah, that's got to be hard. No, that's a whole different skill set. And I yeah, kudos so, to them. And yeah. I watch some of it. It's just not my. It's not the thing I'm gonna go to. Right. And I'm I'm a film buff. I watch all drama, comedy, action, Nate, uh, foreign films. I love Korean films. Like I watch everything. But Marvel's like I'm like okay. Well, with last week, you know, uh, David asked us a question about what what film kind of motivated us into even being an, an actor and. I didn't mention The Godfather, but the other film right on the tip of my tongue was the first Superman movie. Oh, or the yeah. first Star Wars. Yeah. Like, like okay. the old school. Yeah, the old Fresh school. Yeah, man. Christopher Reeve and 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 the, the 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 magic and the mysticism that the CGI, you know, what it does for my imagination, man flying and doing those type of things and even yeah, Star you, Wars. I mean, that's, I'm a, you, yeah, that's yeah. Superman in real life. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, that's right. who I am. Can I tell you guys so. a secret though? I have never seen Star Wars. Me neither. Ever. Oh, no? Oh, good. So I'm not the only one. Cool. All right, let's run it. Never seen Star Wars. I'm sorry. What? It's a couple films that like are like major like cult following films. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen Star Wars. Me neither. Either of those three. No, none of I've those. I've never none watched of those, none of them. None of them. Wow. And I'm I'm probably one of the only people in the world who have never seen Game of Thrones either. Never watched Game of Thrones. What about Me you? Either. What about Me? you? Oh, this is my brother right here. Never, seen, Game never seen it. But I watch... Wow. I'm, I'm a, I love I'm TV. Starting, uh, really? You don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't though. You don't though. You you don't. I don't want your love. Can I don't I, want. I don't want any of your kind of love. Then Jesus be, Christ. Be a true fan? Yeah, be, you're not. I mean, I don't understand. I don't even understand. What, what what are we talking about? I, may, may, we we need to. I need a new host. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> get, David, get the contract done. Are you firing me? I don't. I, don't, I can't fire you. You show show with me. I, what I do. <laughs> season two might look different. Wow! <laughs> Never. Why, why are these staples though? Why? Like, what is it about? It's like, these what is are, it about them? Yeah. Well, for me, if I if you want to be a legend in the, in the film in the game, you got to study the legendary stuff. Like, I think some of these things aren't necessarily. I think it's 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 the culture of storytelling in in a really broad spectrum. Like to me, Star Wars, the original set of them, was just an amazing story. What is it about? It's about basically. It's about. I can tell you what Star Wars I can tell you in a nutshell. I mean, the way I always see everything, I always turn everything black in my mind. So it's basically a bunch of black folks. They got all this power. They don't know how to use it, and then they get their junk took by a bunch of people in some fancy costumes with nothing but fancy costumes. <laughs> so that's what the movie's about. But in a nutshell, and that's why it's a must watch. That's why it's a must watch. Well, for watch. me, it was. I mean, it was all of it, man. You got you got the good, the evil. You got it's just it's just some right on right on down the middle. Some basic good old storytelling, right? It opens up with the whole. It gives you the whole rundown of where you at in the world. The little dude. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, oh, that's that's amazing, man! Because it, it it drops you into this world. Like, 
I think that's what I love about film and television is that I can escape the current predicament that we're all living in and, and go somewhere else. For, well, yeah, for I think that's what two. we love all love about film and television. It puts you into someone else's world through their and point we, of view. And we talk about the yes. world being created, right? If you really want to see worlds that's created, those, the, the stuff those you haven't were, seen. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. You seen Avatar? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! I saw the Have first one. Have you seen one. Avatar? I saw the first oh one. Oh my I God! I saw the original. What are we talking about, people? I you should have saw Avatar. Voice, voice in the corner with no camera right now. We're not even acknowledging it right now. Let's just everybody focus cameras on me. We're gonna do this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> EJ, you didn't see the Avatar either? No. Have you know they took that whole Avatar, Avatar thing from like an African. Uh, village man, like James. Cameron. I read that. I read that. Yeah, no, he, dog. These fools is taking. Like, I, I watch everything as if it's us because I know they took it from us. <laughs> For sure. Like off top, so I'm like, yo, this is. This. So in my mind, my creativity. I go home. And I write the House of Ra, the true Black Superman movie that's gonna be coming out that we gonna be starring in. Like, yeah. And the reason why we that movie's gonna be made is because I studied all these these movies that that create stories and create franchises and create worlds. Yeah. Like Terry wrote the script. She's like, yo, you created a whole world. Yeah, I'm basically got. Oh, a, you finished the script? Yeah, I got a Bible. It's, it's a, it's a world, man. We got, we got stuff that's gonna be able to be in toy stores. Yeah, right. And it's like it's gonna be a cultural movement. Yeah, we can do the Notebook all day, every day, but there ain't gonna be no See, now, cultural. Now the movement. Notebook I saw. I saw the Notebook. The notebook was a phenomenal film. <laughs> be a great film. I've seen Rachel everything McAdams. from the Notebook all the way up to. Avatar. Avatar. Okay, but wait. I want to rewind back to Hijacked. Yeah, let's get back to Hijacked. This let's was, get back to the show. This was the watch of the week. Yeah. And I still just, for the life of me, it was a it was a nice watch, but it just took, for me, it took too long to get to why, who are these people and what are they doing? Especially for it to be a film that was shot in one location. It's like, I feel like I needed more action and more, and more information you need up more front. Action. I need so, more so information. So says a person action. who's never seen Marvel movies or Avatar. <laughs> you should go check out a Marvel movie. You won't be so starving for action. You can sit down and watch a six uh, six uh, episode. No, I mean, mini I watched it. I finished it in, in a day. I, I I finished it, but I just still felt like. And another thing is like I'm so used to seeing Idra Idris as like this powerful person. I at any given moment I was expecting him to just control the scene and like pull the gun out and well, and that's why but like, that's why I loved about this take and this yeah, version of him because he was using his mind because that's what he did in his job. Yes. He was a guy who went in and he was like the guy when you about to negotiate the billion dollar deal and it's at the last fourth quarter, yeah. this is when he comes in because yeah. he's the one who takes everything over the top with his his, with his, mind. his level and of his persuasion, acumen. his acumen, his ability to read people yeah. and get them to do what you want them to do even when they don't want to do it. And, make it, was, and making it think it was their idea. And making them think it was their idea. Yeah. Now so, that's what I did appreciate so about it. So that was the piece that I was enjoying on yeah. watching. I was sitting here watching him work, work the passengers, yeah. then work the hijackers. Then work the hijackers, yeah. And at the same time, he's still working his wife and his kid on the ground. Yeah. So that is a great point. So and that's what, to me, made it a nice watch. Because I, I had a level of expectation because it was Idris. I had this expectation. But I liked how the same... Um, outcome outcome came without, but it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. He's, he used intelligentsia. He used his mind. Mm -hmm. He used um, strategy. Like he worked mm -hmm. the pilot. He worked the other passengers. Right. He worked the hijackers. Exactly. While still 
playing on his phone. Man. I don't want to give away too much, but still, like, yeah, no, working exactly. his family working life. his like, family life. All these things. That was chess. Yeah, well, that was, chess. was like, they showed us a game of chess. They, got, they showed us an amazing game of chess. They showed us, they, and I also love seeing a black man beat a bunch of white people at what they're trying to do. It's just something for me that was just <laughs> empowering throughout the whole movie for me. You know what I'm saying? It was him in this plane. Then they had the one loose cannon uh, of the hijacker. That was the brother. He was out of control. But, again, I, I loved the nuances that, that that Idris brought to the role. I love the character development. That was those first two or three episodes that you were talking about that were slow. So, yes. Because you have to go to each passenger and get enough from that passenger to understand what's going to happen in the, in the last three episodes. Because once, once the last two, what's the last two, maybe two and a half, three episodes, it, it picked up fast. It's yeah. Like, starting, oh, it started happening, right? And so you have to be able to understand people's actions without saying, now why would they do that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? What was that about? But if you if you was in that first two or three, it's basically two and a half where it was slow, like you were saying. It's kind of, it was, it's, it's, it's it was slow, but it was smart. It was, it was smart, exactly. It was done, so it goes to the writer because it was very intelligent, but it just took you yeah. a while to like stay on board. But I also loved... um the wife's new husband or her, her new boyfriend who right. I like the one scene where they went to the son's house mm-hmm. um, where the two guys were in there and they were like, had the guns out and stuff and they tricked them uh, with the alarm scene and he came out and then they got the son. I like that. That yeah, was like everybody, a clever way. Yeah, everybody was using their, their, their intelligence to solve the problem in this one. And, and I think that was, was actually a really good, you know, a good thing to see. And it's also, again, if you're, if you're, if you have an attention span more geared to now what the world is 30 seconds at a time, you could get caught up in being like, Oh my God, what's happening here? What's happening here? But I think what constitutes now, even what we're here doing this show for is like a nice watch is a show that you can put your phone down and not worry about Instagram for 45 minutes or an hour and actually dig in and watch it. I think that it did that. I got on the gram a couple of times during episode two. Well, obviously, because you said you was already kind of losing you in episode two, uh, you know. So <laughs> I think that that's that's that I see why that happened. But for me, I was locked in, and again, I watched it a little sooner. I watched it a couple when it first came out, so I had to, I had to deal with the weekly release. So oh, I so to, you watched it weekly? Okay, so I got to binge watch it. You got to binge watch it. Yeah, binge watching anything that's designed in that long form is gonna fatigue you. I mean, well, it was no, a, it wasn't. It's a miniseries. Yeah, but that's six episodes. It was a three-hour. I mean, how many, how many episodes is like 45 minutes to an hour? So yeah. you basically watch a six-hour movie. Yeah. Yeah, anybody watching a six-hour movie is going to get out of it. No. I mean, even. No. A, when I binge watch stuff, we were binge-watching. Six watching, hours? We were binge-watching Suits last night. I think we were like on episode seven. But that's a classic. That joint is. And, and Suits is about law, and it moves <laughs> fast constantly. You know no, what I'm saying? I'm just saying there's a bunch of, there's a whole culture of binge watchers, and I know I'm not the only one that we binge watch stuff. Like, I can sit at home and watch something a whole day, two days, three days in a row. That hijack didn't get me like that. I watched it just for the sake of let me finish this project, but it didn't get me like how Suits got me. Or Lincoln Lawyer. When I put on Lincoln Lawyer, I was in like six episodes straight. And and again, it's the jargon. That's why it's the, called binge watching, Karan. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I, I get the binge. I get all that. But again, the whole point of the show is just people sit down and watch, not necessarily a binge, but maybe just sit down for it. Because who really has the luxury of sitting around eight hours and watching a show at one time? Not a lot of people. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and other binge watchers. Other binge watchers as well. My but friends. Again, exactly, exactly. But again, you have to, I, I set it up to where to say, can you can you put this put your phone down for one hour and lock in and be done? Just be locked in for one hour. Let, me, let, me, let me ask challenge you. Challenge that. When, when you're looking for something to watch, uh-huh. 
Does it matter if it's a movie or a series? Not for me. For me, it does. It depends on the type of mood I'm in. If I'm in a mood where I just, when I don't have a whole lot of time, like I'm just going to watch a movie. But if I'm like, I got hours and I want to binge watch, I'm going to choose a series. Maybe I just got commitment issues. Because like <laughs> something new, I'm not, I, I just, for some reason in my brain, I just skip over series. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have a whole lot of time to sit and watch a and series. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's, I, I, I can't commit. I can't commit. Or maybe you have commitment issues. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Well, well, I, well it, again, it comes down to your lifestyle and your what you're doing. Like, Dave, is, he's, he's running a podcast empire, so it's hard to sit down and watch any, do anything for eight hours except maybe sleep. And I doubt he gets eight hours a night. <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. Because every time I hear his voice is raspy, so that means he's tired. <laughs> <laughs> you're tired. Right, you're right. Get you. exactly. Go ahead, exactly. Clear your throat. Exactly. So, but, so for... What do you what do you think is the difference between a uh, the mindset of a person that's um, just creating just a movie versus somebody that's doing a series? What is the difference from a creative standpoint? What what would you lean into if we, you had an idea saying I'm going to create something? Like, what's the difference between okay, I'm going to create a movie versus a series? Time, I think, is that that, yeah, and how much you want, how much you got to say, yeah, how much you want to talk about. If it's a movie and you know it's fast, you want to do something in 90 minutes to an hour and a half, two hours max if you're really doing something, get it done in two hours. But if you want something that's extensive and you want to take your time developing it and really do it, do a series. Yeah, I think it's development. So it's like <laughs> you can have a dope idea and you're like, oh, this would be a nice watch. But if it's something that's quick and it doesn't have longevity in the story, there's no arcs, you can't really build off of it. It's like, okay, this is a film. But if you have something that's like, this is a lifetime, this is a whole world that I'm building that has multiple lives, multiple storylines, then it's a series. Because you can't do so many storylines in just like one movie. But if like I'm making a movie about your life, it's got to be a series. Because there's so many different seasons of your life. There's so many different people and characters that have to come in. And we have to develop them. And they have their one-off storylines. So it's like, it depends on how much time, resources, and development you want to put well, into it. Well, let me like the development of that. And also, are they shooting uh, like a, a long day? And that's maybe broken up into two or maybe broken no. up into three? Or are they shooting it specifically this one and it stops here, second one? So are we talking here. about a series right now? Yeah, series. Okay, so a series you can do it either way. You can do block shooting, which you may shoot three episodes in one day in an eight to ten hour day. You'll, you'll jump around from scene to scene. We might do one. If you're scene. in Atlanta. L.A., shit, L.A. too. I mean, they do block shooting in L.A. Well, from, I'm like, well, depends if it's network. Like, network shows, they're still shooting an episode in a week. Hamptons, we shot three or four episodes a day, depending on what. Really? Yeah, because locations. If you got, if you shooting, if you got a mansion you renting for $20,000 a day, and you got to shoot in that mansion for eight episodes, you're not going to spend eight weeks. Oh, there. yeah. You'll <laughs> shoot there in a week, and you shoot all episodes out in that week at that mansion. But do you think... Mm. Uh, I'm talking about network like ABC, NBC, Fox. Do you think they do that? I think they shoot still one episode. Well, I haven't shot for ABC or Fox or anybody like that yet, so I can't tell you what they do. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're doing a week. I think they do one episode a week. What? Yeah, one episode a week. Yeah, and 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 yet and they because they waste a lot of money. They do, and that's why people striking now because they stupid. What's over now, right? (laughs) No. No, the writers are off strike, not the actors. The writers are striking now, but again, the reason why we're striking now because those folks burn a lot of money doing stupid stuff instead of just you know sharing the wealth. They shoot an episode in a week. How about let's break down why the strike happened? What's going on with the strike? And like, 
Can we can we talk about that? We can, but is that another? That's, that that could be another episode. I don't yeah, know. Man. Do we do we do do we diversify just, into the strike or do we stay here? Because I, I I I don't you know I don't know. I don't. When I do pods, they go wherever they're supposed to. Go. <laughs> I see. I see. But I will say to Karan's point though, the way we have been shooting stuff on most of the projects that we've been on and that we've created, we bat shoot just like you, you bat shoot a podcast. Like we'll shoot like when I just did Tyler Perry's Ruthless, he shot twenty two episodes in like two oh. hours. <laughs> 22 episodes what? in like two weeks Goodness and we were shooting multiple episodes a day so again like if we're using this mansion if this mansion is in episode one two and six we can shoot episode one two and six all on the same day in this mansion to get this location keep this location this to one day then if we're shooting at the cafeteria if the cafeteria scene is in episode five six and eight we're shooting all five five six and eight in that cafeteria just to block it out and get it done and now tyler didn't have location issues like any other producer will have because he owns all the locations right. yeah so but but he still shoots that way. But he shoots that way again because the efficiency of time it. and money. It's efficient. If, if if I got like 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 I said, like if you got, I, I don't give a damn. If I got a hundred million dollars to shoot, and I could blow all that by shooting an episode a week, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. Like this ain't we not building rocket ships to take people to another planet. So what are we doing? It's gotta yeah. make sense to somebody. It, it makes no. It makes sense to people lining their pockets other ways. No, I would disagree with that slightly. Man, it you know does, how much money these folks. You be see the difference in production quality <laughs> from a show that's taking their time and shooting one episode in a week than you do in the quality of a show that is shooting multiple episodes. So there in is a, day. a difference. There well, is a difference. Well, absolutely. A difference, yeah, because you're gonna spend extra x amount of dollars adding two hundred more extras. You're gonna get the crane shot that comes down and do all the swoop. That shot that takes a day to set that shot up for one swoop of that. Now, but when you watch it, it looks cold. You're like, it looks oh, cold, I but see the difference. But was it worth the, the twenty thousand? It wasn't. Day? It wasn't because somebody gonna pick up an Instagram and be doing this with doing the shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so for me, I'm learning. I'm learning as a producer to not shoot myself in the foot trying to make something over the top that people ain't gonna appreciate anyway. Mm. Like at this point, let me let me get the level of quality that I need for my comfortability to be great, and just shoot and play. Like just go. Like I'm. Like I, and put this extra money that we could have that we save in and shoot another project. Well, well from know. a monetary perspective, Dave, if you were shooting, say you were shooting your podcast, say you had a crew and your crew had a day rate, you can use that day rate and get them to shoot eight episodes of your podcast in one day, and then you save money there, opposed to coming in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and they're they're charging you each day they have to come in. If you're like, oh well, I'm gonna just shoot it all in one day and get this one day rate off y'all. That's yeah. Kind of the difference, and yeah. and and I would and it, and being like a you know a fair producer, I would just add a higher day rate because it's about to be a long hard day we about to put in. So I'm gonna bump you up a little bit and give you more today versus then I would just and everybody's happy. Gotcha. Dang. Uh, I was gonna ask about the the quality effect because uh, we all we all love Tyler Perry and I've just seen. No, no, I've talked no, to some no, people. You're not a fan. No. I really? love Tyler. Listen, I love what Tyler's done. I love done Tyler Perry as a black man who's done what he's done in the, in the world in the community as as in our entertainment world. Can't can't knock it. It's like, who's the goat? Michael Jordan or LeBron? Can't yeah. knock what LeBron's done, but he's not the goat. Yeah, to me, okay. it's just an opinion. Yeah, for sure. And it's not it's not knocking on anything of Tyler's done as a as an artist. I just think he he hasn't taken the the the, 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 the you know the scope to this. Really blow it out the water with the, the the cinematography that he could, you know what I'm saying? With the resources. Explain. I don't. I don't understand. I, I you know, you, if you if you're sitting in a scene, you got two shots in the scene, and that's the two shots you get in every scene for eight episodes. 
<laughs> he could have added another camera. I mean, he has another. I mean, just a, or a different, a different angle or a different something just to give it a, a different feel of creativity. You're not a fan of the art. Just the, just the art, the way he shoots. Just the way he shoots. Well, let me tell you why I'm a fan. I want to say this publicly. I love me some Tyler Perry. I moved to Atlanta for Tyler Perry. I've loved him for years. I think that everyone has a different style. Mm-hmm. And I think that he found he found a style that works for him and his audience. Absolutely. He's done a brilliant job building um, a, a cult audience following that follows him from the plays to the movies oh, yeah. to the shows. And I think that what he's done was create a product and a strategy, a formula for his product that works. Yeah. And he really set a standard. He really has set a standard that I think people in Hollywood are trying to figure out, like, how is he doing that? How is he pumping out these shows? How, like, well, because Tyler, in the end of the day, he's still a black king. So he's made, he's doing what we do. Amazing stuff. Like, what he's done, he's got two major studios. Yeah. He has all, got 50 shows on network TV doing what he does. Um, it, 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 you can't, like I said, you can't take away anything. I'm just saying, as a, as a film fan. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just not that in that. I'm not. I'm not in that world of, um, the, the world that he's created as far as that. And I mean, I've done shows with. I've done three shows with that. I did. Yeah. Meet the Browns, Love Thy Neighbor, and um, what was the other one? One other one. But again, I, even as an artist, yeah, just the pace we'll be shooting it even in. I loved it. Actually, I just did six episodes of Ruthless and I loved the pace, the pacing. We shot multiple episodes. It was gruesome. It was, it was hard, but you know what I loved about it as an actor? It was a masterclass because if you can shoot multiple episodes in a day, um, you can do anything. You can go, you can do anything. And so exactly, it, was, it, yeah. it really was a class. It was a masterclass in how to get stuff done efficiently it was and a, fast. Yeah. It was, it was a play done on TV that you had to do and you, and you had to, and, and you treated it like basically on stage because on stage you don't have a, a do over. No, but we shot, yeah, from the from the perspective of not having a do over, that's that's how the play. Um, and that's how he gets so much that. done because he boom, 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 boom. You get yeah. And when I was shooting, we did three takes at the most. We did one take of everything. Like, I did really? one take of everything, and I loved it because as an actor, it stretched me. I'm like Ernestine, you got one shot. There is no like redoing it. There is no oh, can I get one more? It was like it, show them you can act in this one take. That's all you got. So I really feel like it separates people who really who really can do what they do and get there quick because I had a lot of emotional scenes. I was guns was pulled out on me. All it was crazy. I'm like, okay, if you're an actor, it's time to show up. You don't have multiple takes. And the good thing and is, that's what I loved about it. And the good thing is, you're an actor, but then you get somebody who's not really necessarily an actor, and they, and they still under those same parameters. So then when we see it in a performance, we see that that they weren't really that good. Yep, the cream, the cream will rise to the top, baby. If you're not the cream, you shouldn't be up a, over there. I tell you that well, much. That's the thing, though. It's, I mean, that's the thing. It's you're just not gonna get that many creams and shit. There's not that many creams in the world, EJ. That's why. That's why it's called rising cream to the top. If you're not the cream, then you you really need a couple takes to get your stuff together. And that and sometimes in performing, and that's another thing about the big, 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 big giant productions. Imagine being able to do two pages in one day. Two or three pages a day. Explain to the yeah. audience what that so means. If, so when, that I, when you say doing two or three pages a day. When we're working, you have to you have a page count when you get to set, and that's pretty much giving you your schedule for what's going to be shot that day. In our independent world, we can go 10, 12, 15 pages a day mm-hmm. because we got to. We don't have $10 million to burn yeah. that day. <laughs> um, but in a world where you have a budget of $100 million, you're going to spend two day, two. You're gonna, you get there and you got two, you got two pages. Got two pages of dialogue, 
everything that's in that two pages, they're going to find everything in that pages to get everything on camera as many ways they can, and many angles, as many ways they can do it. So then when you get into editing, you have this, this beautiful, full, encapsulated world, and not to mention the actors. The performances are always amazing because I've had t- 10 hours to do two pages of dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> you had so all the time every, to prepare. Every page is a minute, right? Every page is yeah. a minute on See, film. I know a little something about a little something. Okay, look at yeah. you. Let's so, go. so imagine that. So I got two, 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 10 hours to do these, this scene. Me, so if me and EJ had a whole day to do a scene, dog, we going to get an Oscar. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not, you can't, it's no other way around it. And we could do a, and we could definitely get on and do one take and be out too. But I, I don't give it, I'm, I'm great at what I do. But dang it, I'm really great after I get to warm up. Yeah. Like, I can go hoop and do all these amazing things physically. I can go ride my bike really fast for a mile. But you give me a 10-mile warm-up, buddy, I'm really good. Yeah. So so we will. what you're saying is we're not going to see Denzel Washington, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie in a Tyler Perry movie. No. It's over with. Probably not. Never. Probably not. You might get Morgan Freeman because not even you not might even, get Morgan Freeman because Morgan Freeman only give you one take anyway. He's like, you get one, and that's his that's his method. Really, he's like, yo, I'm giving you one take. You better catch it all, get done. That's lit. Morgan Freeman gives you one take. One take for any actor doesn't matter who you are. Morgan Freeman gives you one. I'm gonna get you one. Jeez. And so if you if you if you're in you the, better be prepared. So if you're in the scene with him, buddy, and because because if you miss about, you, but I, you but I didn't get to act with him. That's crazy. That's yeah, he's that meaning like we do a scene, I'm on my coverage after I'm done. All right, let me I'm out. Have fun. So how do you know? How do you know this? I study this thing. I'm not. I don't. I don't just be acting, dog. I study. No, there's this a product. lot of actors though who, if the coverage is not on them, like say you and I are in a scene together, the camera's on you. You do your scene, and then when the camera's supposed to be on me, you may just be like, "Oh, I'm walking away." Really? And so now and I have to look at. I have to pretend you're there and do and, my coverage. And, and you some work, actors are like that. They're like, "All right, you got it." Why? Cause they're weirdos. Actors well, are weirdos. We're all freaking weird. We are. We are. And then, and then you have some actors who really, to me, I, I just don't do the 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 um the self important actors. People that really think they're more important than they are. Like yeah. they're like, dude, you're acting. Well, let me tell you something. Why I really don't like the self important and the selfish. Actors. Because I know all the actors out there, even writers, directors, whatever, in this industry, you were in acting class at one point, working your tail off. If you were in acting class, because some of them, yeah. But at one point, for the, the serious ones who studied the craft, you were in acting class, just wishing on a star, waiting for that one line, mm-hmm. waiting for that one chance. And you finally get there, and then you get big time, and you get a name, and you have a trailer, and you're number one or two on the call sheet. And now all of a sudden, you're just so important. I'm like, don't forget the time you're in acting class when you were wishing, wishing on a star, waiting for that one line, wishing for somebody to see you. Now all of a sudden, you get on set, and now you think you, you, your stuff don't stink. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I think about acting class all the time. I'm like, Ernestine, I remember being in acting. I remember Terry J. Vaughn. I remember being Terry J. Vaughn's acting class. Like, I can't wait for a line. My first time booking something as an adult was one line and think like a man too with Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Man, that one line killed was it though. So, I you killed, killed that it. one line. I couldn't yeah. wait for that one <laughs> you line. Did. I remember that scene. Listen, I, I I flew to LA and took all my friends to see the movie for my one line. I, we went to the movie theater 30 deep. My friends, my family from high school. 
And we went and saw my one line. And I, I remember that to this day, no matter if I book a recurring or whatever I book, I'm like, I'm never going to get that one line. I'm never going to forget being in acting class. Just hungry for it. I love it. So you actors who get on set, you too important. And like, oh, the trailer's not big enough. And oh, this the sparkling water wasn't there. It's like, don't forget acting class. Yeah. Now, now one thing I do, I'm going to have to have is my sparkling water. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, we're trying to give the sparkling no, water. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to give the sparkling water. No, but water. seriously, I agree. EJ, you, you really, I, I, I really... It really burns me up when people really put too much importance on the individual self when it comes to especially filmmaking. Yeah. It's the ultimate team sport. Yeah. When people talk about sports and football. Like, I play team sports for a living. Like, I get it. I understand that, yes, people may be calling me for the interview. The lights might be on me. But I know there's 20 people all around here just making Quran look and sound and be as great as Quran can be. Yeah. I, I, I take no credit for that. Yeah. I can take... And, and, and I take it no seriousness of myself. I'm like, dude, my job was to come here and create a character and, and know these lines and, and, and breathe this character. I have a support of a wardrobe department. I have a crafty hair sound, makeup, hair, makeup, uh, lighting, uh, PAs. Everybody who's there is there to make sure I look amazing. Yeah. So I don't take any credit for really being dope at the same time. It's like, yo, I did my job being prepared. And after that, this is a this is a community effort for sure, and and you realize too. I've realized that the more sets I've been on, I've been I've been on set since I was ten years old. The more sets I've been on, I realize actors really are the last on the totem pole. We may be the ones that are in front of the camera and in the interviews, but like once I started producing, I'm like, oh, it's really the producers. It's like the actors like and it, me down a little yeah, bit, babe. And, and again, once I started producing. I actually even got even more humility as an actor because now I'm thinking as an actor and a producer and I don't want to make their jobs harder. Yeah. I don't want to make their, what they already got going on a million things moving around, make that more Putting difficult. Fires and yeah. I don't, I don't want to be a fire. Yeah. Only fire I want to be is the one that's burning bright. That everybody want to come see and, and, right, right. and they keep hiring me because I'm, I'm bringing that kind of heat. Yeah. I don't want to bring the other heat, yeah. the heat of, Oh my God, what does Quran need now? No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm I'm the guy that's probably the, I could be the biggest star on the on the call sheet, and I'm the least bothered person. Yeah, I'm chill. I had to learn that over time. I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, when I first started like getting on sets as an adult, because I started as a child, but as an adult, I did. There were there were seasons where I was feeling myself, and just the older, more mature I got, I realized like pipe it down, babe. This is a team sport. Like this a, is a team. And you know what's so cool, Dave? About what's a, what makes it really nice watching when you're watching a scene in a movie and you love this film or you love this show. They're like 30, 40 people on set that you don't see on the camera. They're there. They're like right where the camera is. They're all around in they're in the room with you. So when there's a love scene or a scene that's getting really steamy, there's 40 people in that room and they're all working behind the scenes to make sure that these two people in this scene are having a great scene. So it's like you have to appreciate the its totality of filmmaking. Yep. It's it's the best boy there. It's the person who's holding the lighting. It's the PA making sure everyone's straight. It's the director. It's the producers. It's the lights. It's like everything. It's the props person on mm -hmm. set making sure the props are put back and making sure when, when you drink your beer, they refilled it on the next take. Like it's just yeah. so many moving yeah. parts. Yep. And I'm and I'm and I pride myself on being an actor who who's conscious of those people at all times. Yeah. Like I'm always conscious of Making sure everybody else is good when they all they do is worry. But if you don't say they worry, but all they care about is how you are. You comfortable? Are you good? Hey, stop worrying about me, man. Do you see me? I'm strong. I'll be fine. I make sure you're good. You're good. I'm good. Just, just don't bother my mic right now. I need to concentrate. Got a question? Uh, I always wondered this: a sex scene when you can see that they're not wearing nothing, but they on each other. 
What's going on right there? Is there anything right Ask there? Ask Karan, because he's had a whole bunch of sex scenes. I ain't had no I sex had a lot of sex scenes. I had no yeah. sex scenes yet. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a thing. Karan's a, a sex symbol on yeah. these TV yeah. streets. You hear me? Yeah, I am a sex symbol on these TV streets. Um, it's, not, it's, not, it's not sexy at all. It's not sexy at all. Uh, it's not. It's not for the people doing it. Not for, not for me. I haven't had a scene in, in my career that has been like, oh, my God, I'm host. You know, just, I'm, I'm, no, it's, it's always technical. 30 people around, and we do have stuff on. Like they, yeah, there's you some, can't really you, see. Because they do skin, flesh tone underwear, so it matches your skin. Nah, bro. Yeah. I've, yeah, trust me. First off, I trust paused me. the movie like, hold on. <laughs> is, that not, not, is that her? Is that right? a crack? Is that a crack? <laughs> yeah, and you, and, you, and you also got to understand post-production. They have the ability to go in post, and any line that was there, and uh, that's why it's flesh tone. See a flesh tone panty, they can blur that line out on film and in the final product, and it looks like you had nothing on right there. God. Well, there are some like some of the stuff that I know you're probably referring to. There are some scenes where the butt cheeks are out, but they're it well, they you, may be taped down, so in the front of them you, is taped. And then you pull like your, your under, and then you can pull your underwear down just so you can see the butt crack. And then the butt crack is, is once you see the butt crack, you assume that they're naked. But yeah, but no, even, that, even you're, ta- belly, you're talking about scenes belly, where. <laughs> when he got out the shower, yeah, he was like, I don't know no Kiana, and he's chasing after like oh that, yeah. That was, yeah, yeah. Now, again, like, I've done scenes where I had nothing on and the actress had on. But you were taped down, right? I had, like, one of those socks. Yeah. Those little socks they put on you. Oh, gotcha. And it's like a sock. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, it's like a jock strap without the strap. Mm-hmm. And it just sits over your stuff. So, again, and then I, I'm an ex-athlete, bro, so I don't have no real body, I don't have no body consciousness where I'm nervous about my body in <laughs> no shape, fashion, or form. So I'm the actor who's like, gotcha. they... They, they, they have intimacy coaches. Now, one of our good friends, Tequila, is an actress as well, but in the pandemic, she picked up a new skill set of being an intimacy coach. Mm-hmm. And I had a movie recently with uh, Denise Boutte, which is like my sister, Terry's sister, and we had to do like a shower scene where I had to be come up behind her. And oh. it's, it's on a mother's tuition. It's out right now on TV One. Um, oh. And... It was everybody was on set. Like we had this intimacy coach. Like, do you need to? Do I need to get you some um, some spandex or some tight pants or something? I'm like, what, 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 what's that for? And she was like, well, just in case you, you, you know, lose your control. I said, man, I've been doing this 15 years. I ain't going to lose no control. Like, I, I, I have no mindset when it's 50 people around here. It's 50 people I on have, the set. There's no way in my mind I'm thinking it's about to go down. But and Dave, what's no, cool, the intimacy coordinators literally coordinate a scene they'll they'll coordinate where, okay put your hand here to move your leg here and then art like they will coordinate. that sounds bad it's, it's, terrible. Terrible. It, <laughs> it's not though it's not it's actually it's actually making it even more technical like it, it it's almost a point where dance I, yeah it's a dance but before the intimacy coordinators I, I i i was cool with the director working with the two actors and and, and the and the and the, uh, and the dp giving us where the camera's gonna be so we can move here with this arm here if i'm over here rolling I use this arm to cover up a breast, and then we have roll, and you do this, and it's all like like it's a dance. But I I, I was cool with the director. I didn't need an intimacy coordinator calling me at eight o'clock the night before we shoot, asking me do I have any any hangups. Only thing I had was body odor. I was like, just don't have no body odor. Mm. Oh, you're saying in that shower shower scene. You just walked up, so you ain't have nothing on. You just walk up. I had on shorts. I had on swimming trunks because they all they were shooting was from up up to here anyway. Oh, I, oh so she was saying do she I didn't have it? on the top. I had on no. I was we both were topless. Okay, gotcha. So I came up behind her, put my arms around her, her arms here, covering up her chest. I'm behind her, 
boom, boom, boom. She, you know, we coordinated her turn. It was just that. It wasn't anything overly technical. Um, but again, the, the new intimacy coordinator, I had about three conversations with her that I didn't need to have. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, baby, I'm cool. Like, this is, I'm not a me too guy. I'm not a guy who's going to take advantage of the fact that I get this beautiful woman with her clothes off. I don't mm-hmm. care. <laughs> a little bit. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have any. Because again, Dave, I'm not. I, I'm not going to be able to complete the deal. Any. It's not. A, this is not a deal. This is not a deal going down. This is me being an actor. Me doing. I, I want it to be amazing and look great on camera. That's all I'm thinking about. It. And it's really work. Like it's like actors. It's really work for us. It is. My husband was talking to me about like intimate intimate scenes, and I'm like, babe, it's truly work. Like, oh man, Terry and I had the same like, conversation. Just like when you clock in to work, and some people clock in and sit at a computer and. It's the same way. I'm like, I'm clocking in. Okay, cool. I've got this guy to touch me here. I've got to hug him here. He's got to kiss me here. Cool. Now I'm clocking out. When the when the director yells cut, then I'm clocked out. It's literally a job. Yeah. Everyone's on set watching me. It's not like we're going to duck off in the back yeah. room. and You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, it's like, again, it's like once you get to a certain level of maturity in life, it's like, babe, it's just a, I mean, you, I mean, it's a kiss. It's a, it's a hug. It's, it's that. It ain't, I'm not giving them my credit. I'm not giving them my, you know what I'm saying? I'm not giving them my life. It's just really what this is. Like, it's work. And so like people power though, scenes. do you guys want power sex scenes? All the whole universe force. Oh, they go Kanan, in. Ghosts, they go in on sex scenes. And you know what though? I'm it's, like, I, I don't see I, a tape. I don't see. I'll a say tape this down. though. I'll say this. I'll say this. And I'm saying this as a man. The power sex scenes are very misogynist. Mm. Okay, explain. explain that. The women are always being seen completely. They don't really show the man. And I'm not saying because I want to see the well, man. Who want to see a man on camera? I'm just saying, though, like, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> as an actor when I can tell they're taking advantage of them. Because sometimes it's like gratuitous. Like, why are we doing this sex scene right here? Like, Power does a lot of gratuitous sex scenes for no reason sometimes. I, I can tell they're doing this because this is their brand now. It's not necessarily part of the story. It doesn't help me. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't push the story It doesn't forward. help me enjoy this episode that much better if they didn't have that scene with the girl, all her breasts out, riding and grinding and all Bent this over. Shit. Yeah, it just, for me, it maybe, adds, maybe. It adds something. I don't think so, man. What maybe, does it add, maybe, Dave? It adds a little entertainment. Sex always sells. You know what I mean? Like I think it sells when you got a simple mind and you at that stage in your life where that kind of simplicity gets you excited, but I'm past that now, I think. Well, for you, yes. For you. Involved yeah. mind, but the average yeah. viewer. Well I, well, I can't even, I, can, I can't relate to that average thinking. <laughs> like, I was average in my 20s. So they're like, see, 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 hold on. We haven't had sex in a minute. <laughs> right, yeah, it'd be like, it'd be, it, 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 it feels like that, yeah, doesn't it? Feels it'd be, like, it'd be the first three episodes. Like, it was great. It was great. All of a sudden, episode four opens up with a crazy grind session, and it'd be some serious hunching going on. I feel yeah. like I'm at an R. Kelly concert. <laughs> see what happened to him. I'd be like, whoa. And I'm sitting there with my daughter, eight-year-old daughter sometime. Like, well, why is your daughter watching Power? You shouldn't be sitting there with her watching Power anyway. Well, you should better watch Power. They ain't talking about nothing but drug dealing and killing. Shit, it ain't nothing crazy, but when they start pulling out the that girl that got crazy. her hair getting pulled back in this, this, Hold this, on, and that rewind. We, first of all, our eight-year-old should not be hey, watching drugs, guns on Power. Hey, man, she gonna watch that either sitting there with me or she gonna be watching it somewhere else by herself. I'd rather sit there watching me so she got questions I can ask them properly. I put, I put Kobe in her room when I'm watching Power. Man. Trust me, I tell you what, I don't hide the world from my kids. I just want to be there and get them to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember my parents hid, uh, do the right thing, from, not do the right thing, she got to have it. She, they hid that, that, that cassette from us, that VHS, mm-hmm. Spike Lee joint. Yeah. She hid it? No, my dad and them, they hid it from us. It was called, uh, she got to have it. Yeah, yeah, she got to have it. Yeah, you remember, you saw the original, yeah. right? Uh-huh. 
You are you are a movie so buff. Yeah, I went back and watched that boy twenty times. Every time I left the house, I was watching. <laughs> She's got to have it because I was like, "What's this?" And I, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is what they're hiding." So, because at that early age, I understood if you take it and you hide it from them, they become intrigued and they're more adept to go after after it and look at it. Like when I used to smoke weed, I used to smoking in front of the kids, and they'd be like, "What are you doing?" For? I was like, "Cause I don't." I, my kids don't grow and think smoking weed is uncool because their dad did it. Mm-hmm. Like that, I understand that dynamic. Like if you want your kids to not smoke weed, smoke weed. If you don't want to smoke <laughs> weed, nah, hide, bruh. hide from, hide, no, hide smoking weed from them. Like they're not gonna know, and then they know you hiding something. So now they're gonna be intrigued to go do it. Nah, I'm trying to tell you, bro. Nah, psychology. You see, if you see your dad doing it. And you see your friends doing it, you're like, oh, this ain't nothing. No, you're not. Trust me. You're, you're, everything you think about, think about when y'all was kids, dog. Anything your parents did, you didn't think that was cool. Think about it. In your teenage years. But if you, the world is making it seem cool, but and then your parents are doing it, then you're like, oh, bruh, okay. It's the cool thing to do. The moment you see your dad or your mom do it, I don't give a dang if somebody up your home, dog, man, my, my old man be doing that. You, that's, you whack. He's whack. My dad is not cool. <laughs> no matter how cool I am in real life, I'm not cool to my kids. Let me ask this question. I don't. I forgot the name of it, but I started watching it, and then it got a little left. It was the <laughs> it was the show about the. Uh, it's like strip clubs, and it's a guy. P Valley girl. Yeah. P Valley. You watched that? I watched the first season. P Valley. I watched the first season, but I couldn't. I couldn't get to the second. <laughs> Why? Is that a little weird? They, <laughs> they just had God. They just had men doing stuff that just wasn't necessary. It was the, again. I can't be misogynist on one end and not take up for my brothers on the other end because they was. So why? Why does God gotta just be a flaming guy that 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 does this? And then he had the rapper that was having a a, a, a down low bisexual relationship that he actually was showing. This is reality. This is re- I love. Let me well, say I like P Valley. I love the performance. I love the, the the perform like homegirl that led it. She was dope. Everybody was dope acting wise. I can't be mad about the performance. But again, for me, I play a, I play a bisexual character on the back on the Black Hamptons. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Did you kiss my? No. I didn't do anything physical for the art. For the art, no. would you though? No. You can find a gay actor to do that. There's gay actors that will kiss a man willingly and be happy about it. But you're saying, but not all gay actors that have done that are gay. Not all actors that have done that are gay. Are gay. Right. No, uh, I don't know. Are they? <laughs> but now, because now, what would you? Would, what, yeah. But what we can't do with me is you don't. You can't speculate and guess. Because, <laughs> because for me, it was a hard line, bro. I was like, look, I got contract control on that. I, I got put that in my contract. I have scene control. What was the What was the boast you had to do in that? Nothing. I, I changed everything that got close to anything. <laughs> so how do you how do you convey your relationship? Because I'm an actor. I'm saying, what do you do? How do the words. relationship convey? Just do, do the, the words. words. That's because that's what it's, that's how acting is. Silent film. You can convey everything you can without doing anything. So you don't do anything on the show? No, I sit there and have conversations with my side guy. And we talk like we're having a conversation like uh, like me and Dave would be. But do you guys have sexy conversations? No. Oh, wow. Man, I don't think, I don't even think, I don't think a hetero, I don't think a man who's not flamboyantly in that world would even have those kind of conversations, even if he was in that world. Like to me, it was just being truthful to the character. Like my my character is married, kids. He's he has his. I, I looked at my little side fetish as a, as a, as a, I was having some psychological breakdown and had daddy issues. So I was creating all these little different things in to your make, own head. Yeah, for it to make sense for me to even better play it truthfully in my way. Like because I told him I was like, look, man, I'm not touching. 
<laughs> Definitely, like it, it was a scene where they had me wanting to like be getting out. I was out the bed, and he was gonna be in the bed, <laughs> and I was supposed to be getting dressed. And I was like, "Nope, scratch that. We're not doing that." It's like, why? I was like, "Cause if 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 they find this 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 project a hundred years from now, I'm long gone, and you just get a steal of me in a picture, and he's behind me with his shirt off, sitting up like this." The picture says that was my lover. You don't even have to cut the context of what it's about because a picture is worth a thousand words. I don't put nothing on camera that I have to that, that I that I want to have to explain to to my son or my daughter. You said that after the contract was signed or before? <laughs> I said that before I took the role because they they offered the role and I was like, all right, well let me run down my my deal. If you, if you can deal with me the way I'm gonna handle this, then let's go play. But if because I asked if I asked the actor question, it was very very professional. Is it is the is the is the love story between him and the man a, a B or C story? Now, just to break it down to the audience, a story would mean that there's physicality. This is the main, main point of the story that we're watching. Brokeback Mountain. A story love affair Did between two it? men. Uh, halfway through. <laughs> I did. I got halfway through. I got halfway. I think that second trip to the mountain, I, I lost it. <laughs> second trip to the mountain, I was like, you know what? I get it. I get it. I get it. I understand. I understand. Yo, yo, I do appreciate Karan because he he will always try. You are a true. Artist. He's gonna try. He's gonna try. Bruh, I played it. Watch a little I, bit I, of dude, Valley. I, I watched the whole season. They didn't. They didn't really get crazy to about episode five or six with the. And I was like, dang, yeah, I got a little crazy. But what I do love about P Valley Dave is. Like art should reflect the times, yeah. and yeah, there sure. are men who struggle. There are women who struggle. There are yeah. people who struggle with their sexuality, just like you brought up the rapper. I know for a fact that there are rappers in the culture who absolutely question their sexuality, or maybe they are they already know what they know about their sexuality, but they're afraid to come out because of what the world's gonna say or what yeah. the idea of a rapper should look like. So I like when shows um, depict real life and depict yeah. truth and. Where everybody can see themselves on TV. Would you pay? It may not be for me, but I know that you probably deal with this, and I like that you get to see yourself on TV. Would you play a lesbian? Yeah, absolutely. Kisses? I would kiss, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would kiss a girl. Sure, on screen. I guess that's kind of normal. I mean, not normal, but. My husband, it's a my lot. No, it's will, a lot more normal for that than than other yeah, way for 100%, 100%. me. My husband would probably rather see me play a lesbian role on camera than he would for the me kiss to a play, guy. The kiss sure. a guy. Oh. My husband is not with the kissing. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely see as a husband. I don't have the hang up either way. Mm-hmm. Like Terry can go do whatever scene she wants to do, however she wants to. It's whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Even if she way. if she was on power and them tech scenes on power, she had me. a scene like that, you wouldn't care? Don't but me. he knows there's no real touch yeah. in her interaction. But like it seems that. like you're an actor, so actors understand. I just get, I just look again, me, again, I'm in a state of my life where like, again, I've been on independent projects where they wanted me to be the love guy doing this. And then they had a young actress that would come in and they'd be like, yo, we're going to have y'all doing this, doing I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And this is independent stuff where I have all the power. Like yeah. when I'm on the independent set, I am Idris. I am mm-hmm. Will Smith. Like I control all everything. There, I'm control shots. I'm, I'm controlling everything. Mm. Period. Because I've earned that at this point. If you want me on your independent project, you can pay my day rate. I am going to control this image as much as possible. And if anything, make me a producer as well because I need control. Because I, I will cast my friends as the lead in independent films too. I've done it. I, I, I pull yep. up. To, hey, I need I need this actress for this. Yeah. And they be like, all right, can you get her? I call. I'm a producer now. 
because I'm helping this project get better. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to own, you got to own your, your, your career. You got to own your image. And like, again, I feel more protective. I don't know if it's since I had a daughter, but I, I feel more protective to my women, to my black women, especially and my, and actresses in general. Cause I see these young actors come on and they will be down to do anything to get on. Yeah. And I'm not going to be privy to the guy who's the, who's, who had the power and, and actually exacerbated the, the, the abuse. Because we can tell this story creatively. We can make this sex scene. We, can, I like, I don't want, we don't have to lose the sex scene, but let's make it creative. Yeah. Let's make it dope. Artists, they, they don't just get your titties out because the producer's <laughs> over here is a pervert. I, I, I experienced something like that early in my career. Yeah, Back no, in my, it, early it in my career. It I happens. did it early in my yeah. career. I, you know, I'm, a, you know, I'm not going to name anybody at the time, but the, produ- the director of the film was a big-time person in the game. Like... They were like known, like people loved them. And the actress I was dealing with, we she was young, I was young, and we it was a series on on on, on um it was a web series. And we had to do this sex scene. I, this is my this is my first one. Mm-hmm. And uh he closed the set, just us and the director and the camera, you know, the other camera person. First one. Excited, feeling away a um, little bit. I was different than I am now. Yeah. I was more like I was. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to see what this one working with <laughs> at that time. Being true, I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? Nice I'm being watch. Honest. Yeah, she was a nice. <laughs> hey, she was a nice watch. Was nice watch. But I remember the whole process, right? And I also remember her kind of getting a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. in the midst of it. Mm. And we still did it. We did. We did all the stuff they the director telling us to do and how we how we executed. Came out pretty, pretty dope. Pretty dope. Um. But I remember that, and fast forward to it being shown, then Terry watched it. That was a discussion. She actually called the director and just went off. So you were married at this point? Yeah, gotcha. I was married. So, and I didn't understand at that time, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why are you, because they, they had a relationship, they was cool. And she's like, dude, I just thought that was not, you know, it was just, it was kind of gratuitous. It didn't need to be done for, you know, for the movie. You didn't push the story along. Exactly. So then at that point, I was kind of like, ah, whatever, whatever. But then as I grew and I got older and more mature and started really create this line of more and more and more and more. And as I get to a certain point, then I was like, well, you know what? That, that, that was a good point. That didn't have to happen. Yeah. Right. And, and now, you know, we, st- I'm still tight. We are still cool with the actress. We still talk to this day and, you know, that's 15 years ago now, but it, I remember that feeling. I never wanted to feel like the guy who didn't stand up, up for, yeah. for, for a sister or for anybody because yeah. I've never been a guy who liked bullies. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I, I'll never let that happen again. And again, I know my wife isn't as open to the artistry of it in the way of... No? No, nah, she, 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 she's more, I guess, more protective of, of, of I guess, the, the sanctity of the... I don't know what it's about. I can't answer for her but i know she's not as comfortable doing it. she's not even as comfortable doing it as an actress for her right. what sex scenes yeah yeah like we had a whole discussion like with recently where we was like yo what's we need to talk about them before we have them so we, we not both caught off guard we watching something and it pops on it's like because that's happened before so because you did a show was it ambitions i don't know what i did i, I, I think did, it was ambitions. Yeah, i've done a lot of stuff and then i, I don't ever talk about Karan it Karan did a show <laughs> I believe it may have been ambitions on the own network, but basically he had a sex scene and I don't think him and his wife spoke about it beforehand. Right. Wow. And, just and she just saw it like, Oh, okay. Right. Wow. Didn't well, know that was. And I'm sitting there like this. 
Yeah, this joint. Yeah, yeah, we, this just, killing it, right? Killing it. And she's like, nah, it's not not cool. And I'm like, I'm like what, what, what you mean? It's just supposed to be, you know, it's just, it's, it's fake, right? You know, it's make-believe. Um, but again, I have to, you know, respect the boundaries, respect, you know, what she, what, what, what it is. But again, I, I tell her too, like, yo, I don't, it is what it is for me. It's work. Yeah. I have no qualms. No qualms. Yeah. And so, I think that's what makes a nice watch is when it's real. The right. realer you make a scene, mm-hmm. it's realer to the audience. And that's yeah. what makes things a nice right. watch. Like Love Jones. They had some great love scenes in that, but that was necessary. The movie was called Love Jones. Like, and the dude, chemistry. It made the, the chemistry. chemistry better. It made the it chemistry. feel like, wow, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I know these two characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to feel like you believe, like, yo, they, they really was in love. They really, this yeah. is a real story. Like, you feel it. And I think that's, when you're dealing with those kind of stories, it, it makes sense then. But if I'm like power- they ain't talking about romance and power in no aspects of that show. None of them. Uh, well, I think their objective is to create the world of a drug dealer who's running these drug empires. They've got women and money and yeah, that's a part alcohol of and drugs. And I mean, they I mean, show part they, of the world. They got all. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm y'all are old older adults. I'm, I'm, I mean, then take a. A genius to know you and Jay have sex. And me and Terry have sex. We're married or you're together. We don't what have to I'm see di- it. What, well, you do if you're watching TV. Because you're you watching do. it on the screen. You gotta, you it's got to be conveyed on screen. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just feel like the, the power, they, 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 they do a real good job of uh, shock value sex scenes. Not, not necessarily productive sex scenes. That's what I call it. They, they're shock value over productivity. I love power. I love power. I didn't say I didn't love it. Cent. Can't wait to work with you, babe. <laughs> hey, I um, love it too. Do you, have a, what, do you have a, do you have like, what do you think is the most memorable love scene that you can remember? Like you were so, love? you were in it like, yo, this is special. Can you think I'm of one? I can't really say I think of one that pops out like over time, but I can say power, Angela and ghost. You felt like, he really loved her. Like that was the la- to me, that was the last series that actually used it properly. What uh, the original power? Yeah, when Aunt, cause like it because felt you, like she was more than just a side chick. It felt like no, they it, had you didn't connect- feel bad. Yeah. You didn't feel bad for him having a side chick because the side chick was so pure. <laughs> a little bad, but no, he didn't. No, he didn't because you, I mean, at the end day, he was, he was such a pure love between them two. They had a real love, so and I you, think yes, yeah. their connection and their physicality and their scenes definitely made me feel like okay, they have a real and love. And they casted for each Tasha other. perfectly for that too, because I can understand why he was with her versus Tasha. Mm. Tasha got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have had a side piece too. Yeah, you know there's one love scene that I cannot re- I can't I'll never like forget. What? It was what's love got to do with it? Um that was with Tina Turner, right? I, yeah, yeah, Tina Turner. When Ike. he raped her by the 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 fish tank. Right. Oh that. yeah. It was such a a scene. I'm talk I was a kid and it's burnt in my mind. Literally, I just you just pain. reminded oh me of gosh. it, and I just refelt it again. Well, I'm gonna tell you, the and ones, it was so real. Oh my god! I'm gonna tell you ones that stood out to me was Love Jones, obviously the scene with her and them and Lorenz, and uh, the first time they did it. Then she was in the car the next day explaining like, "What it say?" <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, girl, what it say?" He's like, "Whatever." She said it was just uh, I mean, it was so dope. And then uh, what was the oh, other you one? know what I just it reminded me of. One that's ingrained in my mind forever. I saw as a child that I was like, oh, that dang soul food. When he slept with the soul cousin Faith. Food. Oh, yeah. And he had her up against that wall. Yes. Yep. It was like, 
as a kid, I knew, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. They are 100%. wrong. Yeah, because they was all it was and it was the and, way it was it was just raw and it was gritty and it was against the wall. Let me put your hands up against the wall and it yeah. was. I'm like, as a kid, I understood. Oh, they wrong. Yeah. So that was a really What's good that? scene because it, it the truth was there in the scene. Like, yeah. they are and see, dead that, and ass that, wrong for and that. And that made and that made that the reason why it made and that see that's a good story. And yeah, that's, good, sure. that's a good storytelling. That's right a nice there. watch, man. That's Soul a nice. That's a nice watch. Yes, because this because again, it made sense. Yeah, and it was real. Even in um, he's by you. He's by you. The sex He's scenes in there was, was necessary, nice and it made sense to the story because it had to traumatize the girl. And all those things it made sense. Yeah, right. So I'm always about it being, it being impactful. Yeah, over and relatable because like a lot of those movies we just named so classic because we all have seen those things in our families yeah. or people that we know, like someone's mm-hmm. husband sleeping with someone in the family or big mama and the Sunday dinners or, you know, Eve's by you and she was molested by someone in the family. Like these are all real things. So I yeah. feel like when art depicts real truth, it's like, Oh, that's what makes it a nice watch. I relate to this. I've seen this before. I've heard yeah. this before. Soul food could not come out right now. Soul food is because nobody does that anymore. What? Sunday family dinners. dinners? We do family dinner still, oh, but yeah. I think holistically, yes, people don't. But we do. We do family dinner. At the time of that movie, I it think was perfect. It was the last. It was the 100%. last. It was, it, it yeah. was kind of like the last it's hurrah. Not, Sunday dinner is not like a thing anymore. Yeah, it was, it was the last hurrah of the, of the Cosby era where black families were still actually working on being a black family. <laughs> now it's, it's it's pretty much, you know, free fall. Um, kid, y'all's kids are eating upstairs in their room. Bro, come downstairs and eat at the tables, sir. Right. All that. It's a free fall now. Now it's just like, let me feed y'all so y'all go somewhere away from me. Um, Wait, I do want to get into Country Wayne's special. Oh, yeah, Country Wayne, though, yes. Because I watched it this week. I, I think I watched it last week, but I also saw it live in person, and I think it was a nice watch. And let me tell you why. First of all, it's super funny. Um, but I just love that Wayne, as a comedian, A, keeps Jesus first. He's very adamant about it. He's loud about it. And he has, um, he's built this comedic empire online and within his special without cussing one time. Clean comedy. Nobody's doing that. And it was funny. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree 100%. It was a nice watch. Um, I don't have the same reasons why. Like, did, like I can care less about feeling like I'm at church at your comedy special. Or but It's um, not churchy, though. <laughs> uh, anytime you bring up Jesus in the middle of a, it, it becomes, I don't need, we don't need to talk about that right now. Let's let's do the comedy. I don't think That's it makes it churchy it. though. I don't feel like I don't feel like bring, anytime you bring up Jesus, any conversation outside of we at church somewhere, it's getting churchy. Um, <laughs> so I don't have that love for for that reason. I I loved it because the way he worked the stage, he was he was he was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I love the way he used the rag on the mic to get back to use it to wipe it, but yeah, he actually that was used so it funny. in the thing and. It, you know, the technical size of him doing stand-up comedy and having to show the lighting was great. Um, the outfit was was appropriately done. Um, he checked the boxes for a stand-up show, a stand-up show on Netflix, and, 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 and he did it. He is a true craftsman, though. Like, the way he crafts his jokes, the way he sets them up, like, it's a skill to that. And he, he he's not just up there talking. Well, These I are crafted. Well, this is well, a crafted I think, conversation. I think anybody who's at that level of stand-up comedian, you have to have a, that, that, that part of your show. Like, that's the difference between... Me going up doing a stand-up show and Country Wayne doing a stand-up show is yeah. I can get up there and be funny, but I don't have the skill set like they do to create the whole story it's that you have behind it. Because if you start, if you realize the joke started in the, in the first minute and you go through the whole hour and you end it and you bring it back to the beginning, and that's a great show. Yeah, um, and that's a talent. And 
And I'd stand up to all my, you know, all credit to all my stand-up comedians that I know, like Rob Mingers, an up-and-coming guy that's doing really dope with his stand-up, creating the story, Country Wayne. Um, of course, you know, loved, I love the greats. Um, but like I said, to me, Country Wayne checked all the boxes yeah. for a special. And I look forward to seeing more, definitely. Yeah, he's, he's definitely just killing the game. Um, I think that... It was my first time seeing him live going. I went to his show and I think that North Carolina or South Carolina, I do. I drove up there to see the show live mm -hmm. and I literally was in tears crying. Yeah. Like just the way he, he talks about women and dating and his children's mother and his child. Yeah. It's a lot. His family and how he intertwines it all in. And yeah. then he, and then he just doesn't cuss. And it's like, Oh, you yeah, still make this money yeah, without one. Obviously what, I don't have one a problem with cussing. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a problem with the cussing, but <laughs> Like I don't have Less problem. Jesus, more cussing. Come on, country boy. Yeah, I, no, it, it, I don't buy it. it, it, it but see, it, it, it didn't make a difference if he cussed or not for me. Like the show, I, you see, you see the stuff I mentioned would yeah, made it good for, for me. Sure. It was funny, mm -hmm. outfit, lighting. He used the stage properly. Yeah, it was shot really well. It was it shot extremely really well. well. And that's but I what think when it comes to comedy, though, if you think of every com comedian, probably besides Kevin Hart, he cusses a little bit, maybe, but. Cussing is such a huge part of comedy. For you to do it, to have well, a David Arnold didn't cuss. Who? David Arnold. I don't know who that is. He just passed away last year, but he was a dope. CD. He's the creator of uh, that Lele show. He's the creator of that show. Okay, David I'm talking Arnold. about when you think of the Richard Pryor. Well, if you want to see the a great stand up, yeah, go if just with nice watches. <laughs> go back and watch David Arnold's uh, stand up on that Netflix as well. It's 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 right down the lane that EJ's talking about. It's clean, um, and and very. Very, very but I'm just well saying done. it's not something that's common. So if you think of the Bernie Macs, the, the Richard Pryors, the Eddie Murphys, like the Emma Effers and the Effers, that, that's a big part of stand-up comedy, especially for our culture. So for Wayne to be able to do it and still be funny and get a special and be breaking down all type of doors in Hollywood on his own merit and still doing it without cussing, doing it in an unconventional way, it was a nice watch. I do yeah. want to say real quick, but this is why, and I haven't seen the whole thing, this is why we're saying it's biased. Nobody's said it, nobody's giving it points for those things that you mentioned necessarily, but you're his friend. No, you know I mean? that's not, it's not true. If an, even if I didn't know him, if you think of something, if you think of a genre of something <laughs> and it's like, say it's a love movie, a, ro a romantic movie, we know there's going to be sex. If you did a romantic movie and there was no sex in it and it was still good, I'd be like, dang, they did this whole romantic comedy and there was no sex. You would not think of the, you like it, at the end of it, you're not thinking, you know what? They had no sex. That was really good. You don't think that way. Yes, I I do think no, that you way. Don't, I do. Steve. You had a you have a let's say you had a podcast. <laughs> Every podcast has a mic. The cat is crazy. Right <laughs> it's now. not. You do a podcast <laughs> with no mic. You're like, dang, they did that whole podcast and there was no mics. That's they, crazy. That's impossible. What are you talking about, Ernest? I'm just no, you're reaching. You're reaching. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> this is what you call reaching, Ernestine. I'm, okay, I'm, I digress. No, we're not it saying it's a, not good. It's it was a nice watch. Before, it was a nice watch. We were talking about you. Are, well, we just saw the difference. We saw the difference. I'm just saying, face. cussing is such a big part of comedy. To do comedy and not cuss and it still be funny, that is something to be spoke about. For sure. Or if you just watch any late night TV show, it's going to be the same thing. No cussing and they, they don't cuss every night. It'd be funny. That's not a big part of late night TV. Comedy is late night TV. The whole the host is a comedian. Stand up comedy. We're talking about stand-up. Well, we talking about, you said, we're talking about the talking greats. About like, we're talking about the Richard Pryor, the Bernie Max, the, yeah. the, the, the Cedric, and, the and, Steve's. And none of their, and, and they the greats, and none of them would be, none of it's been taken away because they cuss. I'm, 
Yeah, because all of them cuss. That's the whole point. That's my whole point I'm trying to make. We understand if we have this saying, world that is infamous for cussing, yeah. it's not biased. You can't say it's biased because I'm straight. That's not true. Because if it wasn't funny, I'd be like, eh. He looked but it, good. But no, but it he was looked good. handsome. But it was good. It's just, you're biased. It's all good. <laughs> A little bit. What, 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 what D is saying is basically you don't have a bias, you just have a preference. No, I don't even have a preference. You know, before this, you didn't have a preference of a comedian that didn't cuss. Like it wasn't I don't have a preference of a comedian that doesn't cuss. I just think it's special that he's still funny without cussing. Yes, and because I agree with that. historically, stand-up comedians in our community Drop a lot of f bombs. Right. Yeah, drop it, a lot it, of mfs. It would, it would, and it the would, fact that yeah. he's still holding holding his own and standing in the pit with he's them and not thing. doing cussing, yes, not cussing, is something to be. Cussing. It's, it's like, basically yeah. like making a rap yeah. album yeah. without saying. It's a something cuss to word. be admired. It's making 100%. a rap album without a cuss word. Yeah, you make a rap album without a cuss word and it's still fire. I'm like, oh, okay. You're basically LL Cool J. He doesn't cuss a lot in his albums. Yeah. Or Will Smith. Or Will Smith. <laughs> or Will Smith. Shout out to Mike Teasy. Favorite but, but Will Smith is dope. I mean, I ain't mad at Will Smith. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I love Will Smith. Yeah. I got, so, I mean, yes. just like I love uh, who uh, who cusses, who cusses. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, again, it comes down to content for me. Yeah. What are you talking about? If it, do you, either you end it with a MF or you don't. What was it? What was all said in the midst of that? Before that MF is what I listened to. The MF doesn't shock me. Not saying it doesn't shock me. You know, if it's well placed and used properly, it's a skill set. Mm-hmm. You're right. Which is what the which which is what the greats have proven. Hey, first off, you're supposed to stand on it. Yes, that's my friend. I am a little biased. For sure. But yes. it's not but it, I would say that if if I was just being biased because he's my friend. And she he would is, say it was bad. And he is my friend. If, and if, if it, it was, was bad, bad, I'd be bad. like, right. uh, it was For okay. Sure. Cause y'all know me. I'm honest. And that, yeah, and I'm the same. Friend way. or not, it was good. And I think mm-hmm. it's even more admirable that he's standing on his own without cussing in a field that is historically known for cussing. And he, and, he, and, he and go, it was and, funny. And you can get your church session in for the week. And Girl, it was fun. Points off of Listen, we always put Jesus in the room. <laughs> we gonna put hey, Jesus in the room always. Hey, but you, it was you funny. Can go, you can go. You can go two for one. You can watch the special and get your church in. You may send a little tithe in. You ain't got to show. Go show up on Sunday. It was funny. It was relatable. <laughs> <Can't stick around. laughs> it was relatable. I know the man related to, it, especially when we start talking about side chicks and side chick being in the same room as you and you, women knowing how to cheat better than men. Like it was relatable, yeah. and it was funny. I started watching last night. It's just my kids. Yeah, and so. it was a nice watch. Shout out to Country Wayne. Yeah, great Shout man. I didn't know we had that many kids though, man. That was Jesus, man. You out here? Jesus. Ten kids. You got a Boy, football team. Yeah, he is out here. Like populating. <laughs> I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. All right, good session. This is I great. Like it. This is great. <laughs> yeah. So, so to recap everything, just to put everything in a bundle, hijack starring Idris Elba. Yes, nice watch. Um, nice watch. If you wanted to give it a rating, EJ, if it's if five watches being in the top, what would you give? Nice uh, hijack. Uh, you know what? When I used to work for Neiman Marcus, I used to sell a lot of these Chanel watches, right? Now, Chanel watch is a nice watch. Mm-hmm. It's not Rolex, but it's still Chanel. So, so Rolex, Chanel. Is Ro- so is Rolex, Rolex to is five? at the top. That's wait, the top. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not, what's higher than a Rolex? It's a lot. It's a lot it's of watches higher than a Rolex. Watches, it's a, that's why. That's why we probably so want to watch right now. Is Audemars higher than a Rolex? Uh, no, not his. Not, okay, so not history be, wise. It would be top Rolex. Under that, Audemars. High fatigue. Yeah. Under that, like. You know, Under that, to, like we're gonna a have to look at watches. We got to look at this show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, what we're gonna do is coming forward, guys. We're gonna have a rating scale for y'all based soon, on watches, based on the watch. Yeah, that it is. So we'll. But I'm gonna give it. A, I'm, I'm gonna give it a Chanel or Gucci watch. Cute little designer, sporty mm. little. You know, it's a nice watch. Yeah. Okay, so all right. It wasn't, I, it wasn't I, giving Rolexes. 
It was, oh, it was okay. still designer. I, 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 and me, I'll give it a. Uh, I give it. A, I give it a. Uh, a Brightland. Hmm. Okay, took it. Took it back to the old school. Okay, classic. Cool. You know, it, it it did what it was supposed to do. A Brightland yeah. is a sail a sailor's watch. Yeah. Um, it it did what it's supposed to do for me. It, it it so I'll say a Brightland. It wasn't it wasn't what you say. It wasn't a conversation piece necessarily. Somebody gonna say, "Wow, that's a beautiful piece." Um, but people gonna see it and be like, and gonna, "Yeah, you know, you know what you you know what you're dealing with. You know yeah, you know watches." Good. So that's what I'm it gonna is give for me. Country Wayne. I'm gonna give Country Wayne special woman's pair of Rolex. It's time. I'm gonna give him increase. a Brightland as well. Okay, I'm giving him a Rolex. He's gonna get a Brightland as well. It was it was good? It was it was. I mean, I owned a Brightland, so I, I mean, it's a good. It's a nice watch. Again, it, it served its purpose. It uh, it didn't. It, I, I wasn't mad. I wasted. I, I spent the hour and a half watching it. Um, I learned something about Country Wayne. Uh, he did an amazing job on on command of the stage. Amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did seem comfortable up there. I, I and 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 the, and the best part I think of, of of a nice watch is I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So Absolutely. I think that's that's bigger than anything. Yep. Like I'm looking forward to his next one because I know he's gonna get better. I know he's gonna get, you know, he's gonna go up. So salute to Country Wayne. Salute to Idris Elba for another yes. great show. Um, this was another phenomenal episode of Nice, nice watch. watch. We will see you guys again next week. <laughs> <laughs>